another episode of Please Don't Make Me What. On this week's episode, we have sardines, spaghetti-based exercise, sexy water buffalo, and melting Nazis. And this week, it's Prestige Week. <laughs> this week, we are going to be watching and talking about four things that have been critically acclaimed and that we love and hope that this doesn't ruin our friendship. Yay! Because it could. This could be the last ever episode. Bye, guys! Bye. Not really. <laughs> no, genuinely, it could yeah, be. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. I'm not joking. This week, though, culture. Culture! What have you up to? So much culture. What um, just happened? What have I been up to? I read Milkman, which is the Man Booker winning novel from Ooh. last year's prize. Exciting. It was really hard but also great that's awesome and now i'm reading tipping the velvet by sarah waters which is like like think like lesbian victoriana musical okay. rent boy london realness i feel like it's one of those books that i've just heard so much about but i just have never got around to reading exactly that's why i got it, i got it from the library mm. and i am thrilled it's so good we've just been introduced to a character who's like 38 her husband's died and now she picks up Women dress as men on the street and makes him wear a dildo and fucks them. This sounds great. I need to read this. Yay, it's for children. <laughs> so Please do been, not read this to your ten year old. This has been that's been really good. I'm going to see Life of Brian. At Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. Love I'm, Life of I'm Brian. so excited. One of I think the best comedies ever. I would potentially say the best comedy ever. Yeah. Near Airplane. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with both those. That is very I'd put Blazing Saddles up there. I haven't seen Blazing Saddles. I think you'd like Blazing Saddles. Add it it's to the really list. fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, very hyped about that. What about you? Well, I mean, I've had a bit of a sort of life, a lot of life changes recently. Yay. I've started a new job. I've just moved. And you're married. Joke. Joking. No, I am married though to my new kitchen, which I <laughs> love. We had a, like a housewarming yesterday at my new place. It was lovely. We ha I say housewarming, it was a potluck because... It I was am... not a potluck because Sam <laughs> ordered each of us to bring specific dishes. No. Not quite that, sorry, I'm being unfair. He demanded that each of us bring buddy up with someone so that one brought sweet and one brought savoury just in case. I didn't say demanded, I suggested. It was not suggested, there were a list of rules on the Facebook message. Because I wanted people to be happy and satisfied with food. I was happy and satisfied, I, I, I accept that, I just think it was slightly not a pot luck and more of a like pot... Bring food. Bring food, that I tell you to bring. <laughs> But hey, we all had a really good time, it was really nice. It was lovely. Really chill. You got to see my new flat. Yay, it's lovely. It's really nice. Hooray. Um, also went to see Come From Away recently. <gasps> oh my god, I'm desperate to see it's it. It's so I good. I know, everyone says so. It's, I will be going. I just need to book tickets. I'm really glad it's one of those shows that it's actually not a very long show, it's only about 100 minutes long. Oh really? And they run it without an interval and it just oh, flows. Oh, lovely. It took me about two songs to get on board and then once I was on board I was just there like, yeah. Oh my god, I love this. Ah. The really annoying thing is, I want to be like one of those hipsters. Before I even came to the West End, I was like, this is going to be amazing. And I told my mum that like we should all go as a family. Yeah. And I just waited for her to buy tickets. And then she never bought tickets. And then everyone else has now been to see it. And I feel like, I knew this was going to be good. <laughs> I should go see it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's in, it's in the West End now. I think yeah. highly, highly recommend it. And I guess it will stay there for quite a long time. Yeah, definitely. Especially because that theatre has had some terrible shows on before. I th wasn't that where Chicago was? And then there was yeah, a the run terrible, of terrible, short. terrible Chicago. Oh, I did see it. Yeah, I got terrible reviews. Oh, well, we move on. We move on. To this week's shows. This Whoa, week's what shows. a segue. It's, oh. So much big stuff. Very exciting. So the concept of this week is that we decided that we want to pick things that not only we love, but also are sort of critically acclaimed in their various fields whether they film or television, and also within their genres, and just generally. Yeah. I think if you say these four things to people, they'll be like, that's great, that's great, you should watch this. Yeah. And hence why we're doing an episode on them. Yay. Also because episode 13, we did a thing with that special thing with episode 3, where we did a bit of a swap. Oh, I love that little throwback, did not realise that. But also 13's my lucky number, so that's equally great. Woo. Me and Tay-Tay Swift. People. Onto the big stuff. Onto the big stuff. Right. Um, so first up is my TV, and this week I made Sam watch Inside Number Nine. So Inside Number Nine is a British black comedy anthology television program. Anthology meaning like all of them are separate episodes and standalone episodes. 
It first aired in 2014 and it's still going now. There are lots of series. It's written by Reese Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton, who are two of the League of Gentlemen, and it's produced by the BBC. And each episode is only 30 minutes long, completely self-contained, new characters, new setting, new story, all of them set in some sort of number nine, whether that be a number nine shoe or a number nine floor of a hotel or a restaurant called number nine. They're all different. Steve Pemberton and Rishi Smith star in almost all of them as different characters. What did you think, Sam? I think with an anthology series, I do think it's important to watch more than one episode because the thing is, I don't think you can get a feel for a show. Like when I, when people say, oh, should I watch Black Mirror? I say, yes, watch these three episodes. Yeah. Because I think if you get those three episodes, you get the show. So for example, with, I think Black Mirror is the easiest comparison because it's the one that everyone yeah, knows. I would say you should watch the first one the National Anthem, when the oh, brothers yeah, has yeah, fuck yeah. pig. Um, Sanji Perro. Yeah. And I always think you should watch White Christmas. See, those are the three I would pick. Really? Interesting. But okay. I um, get what you're going But in number nine, I watched just the first four episodes. Oh my god, did you? Ah! So, I only told him to watch the first one. That's already a great sign. Um, and yeah, I thought this was great. Yeah! I, I really enjoyed this. I think, um, for me, of the four that I watched, two and three... I didn't enjoy as much, but still thought they were very good. Right. I think two for me and kind of my one... Wait, is two the art one? Two is the art one. I love that one. For me, it's a bit too gimmicky. I thought the gimmick works so well. And it's only gimmick, 30 minutes yeah, long. The gimmick, the gimmick works really well, but I think for me, with those sorts of shows, um, especially with Inside the Nine, because the episodes are so short, mm. both with episode two and three, I guess, the twist... Right, yeah, yeah. And I think that slightly took away my enjoyment. I still very much enjoy them because they're very funny, they're yeah. very well acted, they get stellar casts in. Oh my god. So, like, episode three has Jenna Rastin in it, episode one has, like, Catherine Parkinson, um, Tim Key, Ben Wilbon's in it. I think episode one actually was my favourite of the four that I watched. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yeah, that's why I wanted you to watch episode one. Um, and, and episode one takes place inside a house number nine um, and is kind of around a game, because all of them take place around a situation in a way. So this one takes place around a game called Sardines, where everyone has to go and hide in one Yeah, place. you probably know it, you've probably played it at yeah. some point. And it's... It's like hide and seek, but when you find the person who's hiding, you join them rather than, yeah. oh my god, do you know what, I once played, I have very traumatic memories of Sardines, because oh. I had to play this at like a group, where we were staying over at group house, and it was with my ex-boyfriend who dumped me two weeks before, oh, no. and it was sardines, and I found him first, and he was hiding, and he was like under the sheet of a bed, and I just had to like lie there, and it was awful, and I cried. Oh, I know, no. it was very sad. More people came, and I was like in the corner being like, don't show anyone you're crying. Everything is fine. So yeah, I really relate to this sardines <laughs> episode. But I think, I think it's, it's really really well done like it's really funny it clips along so with, with episode one i think one of the strengths of the show as shown through the first four is that steve pemberton and reese smith always play different characters like they and they themselves are just phenomenal comedic mm. actors yeah. like they're great at taking on accents personas and yeah all sorts of different looking things. creepy and yet being like lovely yeah. and you trust them and you don't trust yeah. everything because i think with steve pemberton when he's in i find when he's in dramas he always plays the same character we mentioned yeah. this when we about happy valley yeah he's, he plays the kind of creepy down his luck middle-aged dad who gets in too deep whereas yeah. in this i thought why aren't you casting steve pemberton as like this character i want he's amazing in this show he does and so everything and which means well. like yeah obviously. and i think the cast they get in i think with episode, episode four has tams and greg in it whom I love. I think Tamsin Gregg is one of the best comedic actresses in the UK at the moment. She's so She funny. is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen Black Books. What are you doing? What are you doing? Watch what Black Books. And I think within that episode, she kind of towed the line very kind of between like nurturing and then sort of being very opportunistic. Committed, yeah. And plays obviously Pemberton really, really well. Um, and I think in the first episode, the ensemble cast across the board. Yeah. Because uh, you've got like Catherine Parkinson and Reed's in it. Yeah. Whom, uh, on the Years and Years episode, she's incredible in Years and Years. She's great, great in this. everything. Um, and Julian Ryan Tart, who I love, and oh my god, what's that woman's face who plays, uh, name, who plays Duckface in Born Yes, Zero. yes. I can't um, remember the name. She's Anna Chancellor. That's it. And, and the whole, the whole premise, because I feel like with some episodes of Black Mirror, the premise just runs away with it. It doesn't. Yeah. It's a very interesting idea. Like, I think the one where they're watching the, ch the children can be watched, it's, I think it's called oh, Archangel. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one, it's an interesting idea that doesn't quite yeah, realise itself. 
But with this, because they're all short, I think that really plays into its advantage. I think the great thing is that it's known for being twisty and like twisty yeah. and turny. And to a certain extent, obviously you wait for the twist because you know that something must be coming because they're so yeah they're famous for it. And at the same time. I don't care. No. Like, I honestly don't care what the twist is because I'm enjoying watching it so much because the comedy is so dark at some point. And it's point. so like, sharp and so snappy. So sharp. And the characters are so interesting that you're like, I really... Like, even mm. though I can kind of guess where this is going, yeah. I kind of don't care because... Mm. That, that was the thing. That was, like, the mood episode two and three. I guessed where it was going, but I didn't I didn't mind sort of yeah. enjoying the ride. It oh, my God. The bit in episode two... Episode two is about... Um, the whole thing is silent. Yes, there's... Apart from... Apart from music, like, no one yeah. speaks in it. There is no character speaking in it. And it's about some burglars trying to rob a very modern house yeah. of some art. But obviously a modern house is, like, full of glass windows. Yeah. And they're, like, constantly trying not to get caught and, you know, all of this kind of thing. And mm. the, the fact that it's silent adds to that. And there's just a great moment where the lights in the garden keep going on and off. Yeah. And you see them against the... And it's, oh, I mean, they're really, they're really good funny. physical comedians as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they also bring out a lot in their casts. Like, um... The episode, episode three, which has got, I think it's only, the only other two characters are Gemma Arterton and, apart from Shearsmith and Peverson, are Gemma Arterton and Mark Gatiss. I no, find, no, Connor Hill. Connor Hill, not Mark Gatiss. Yeah, I find that episode too much. It like, is, I can't, that one is. It's one of the only ones I can't really rewatch very often because it makes me so uncomfortable. upset and uncomfortable it's, and, like, disturbed. It, it, I think it's one that, like, I thought... This is where it's going, and if it's going that way, I really don't like that it's going that way. And then it went that way, and I thought, oh no, yeah. no, no, I'm not happy with this. Yeah, it's like, yeah, again, it's so hard to tell it. To yeah, because I don't, don't want to give, give it away. any of the twist. But the, the th okay, first episode, people playing sardines in a big country house yeah. for an engagement party. Second episode, people trying to steal art, but it's all quiet. Third episode, a man takes in a homeless man. A man takes in a homeless man, and. We can't really tell you more than no. that, but that is what happens. Fourth and then the fourth episode is like a terminally ill child, or like a, a very from, ill yeah. child, gets a visit from a pop star, who then, I feel like we can give this away, yeah. who then promptly dies. But he's just blown a balloon up for her, yeah. and her parents, and his producer, and his manager, and all of and these people. And the Make-A-Wish woman. Yeah, all realise that they can sell this balloon of his like last breath for loads of money. Yeah. And it's about what happens to the balloon and yeah. yeah very funny it's yeah it's I mean I'm definitely think gonna watch more of this I think it's really interesting because you mentioned last episode that there's an episode that's an iambic pentameter and I want to sort of oh my god brief, I think so is that, that was series one isn't it no 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 okay. it's series like four okay because there's one because also a thing that I've been watching kind of clips of recently is a black lady sketch show I've watched clips of that as well. It's so funny. Yeah, I need to watch like the whole and, episode. And there's and there's one sketch that's called Roman Julissa, which is all in iambic pentameter, and it's basically like a kind of Romeo and Juliet parody of like stan culture. Awesome. Uh, but also with this, they get like managed to get like an oak into iambic pentameter. Amazing. And I just think it, this okay, is I wonderful. Need to watch that. Um, I think it does with with some of them. I think with this and with Black Mirror and with this episode nine, there is a little bit of referential humor. Yeah. Like I think Loads. with. My favourite episode of Black Mirror is USS Callister. Yeah, I love if, that episode. I think if you haven't seen Star Trek it, or kind of experienced some form of Star Trek... Yeah, but I've never seen Star Trek and I mm. really enjoyed it because, like, I feel like everyone's embroiled in that culture yeah. now where you can't get away from it. But I do... I, there are people I know who say that's their least favourite episode because it's really gimmicky. Really? And I think... Okay, I, gimmick. I understand that. I think, I think, yeah. Gimmick is everything to me. Gimmicky. Gimmicky. But I, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I um, yeah, okay, really so more wonderful. episodes that you need to watch. Um, so many. Every single one is good. But mm -hmm. the I Am a Pentameter one is fantastic. Yeah. And because it's anthology, you don't yeah, have to watch it in order. Yeah, you can watch them in any order. The first episode of season two mm -hmm. is set in the number nine sleeping berth of a train with like six different people sleeping in mm -hmm. bunk beds. Then Amazing. one of them's dead. Who did it? Who knows? Amazing. Um, Jack Whitehall's in that episode. Okay. Very funny. Um, who, oh, Ooh, another one actually I have seen is the one with Sheridan Smith. Oh my god, I was just going to say that one. I cried. That one. I cried that so one bad. That one isn't funny. It's not it's funny. So, but it's oh, amazing. It's, tra it's tragic and haunting and beautiful. And Sheridan... I'm going to hold this up. Oh Sheridan Smith's a really good actress and people only know her from Gavin and Stacey. No, that is so not fair. No, so many people are like, oh, that one from Gavin and Stacey. I'm like, she's more than that. Yeah. Do you think? Because I feel like she's surpassed that because she like won... Olivier's and all sorts yeah. of all of her. Still, people oh, they like, know her as like Smithy's um... sister from Gavin and Stacey. Oh, what is that one that Barbara Streisand was in? Uh, Funny, Funny Girl. Girl. I saw her in that and it was like mind blowingly good. Oh. She's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, that is like probably one of her finest hours of television. Yeah. Half hours. 
That's terrible, that, that episode. One, that one Honestly. here, that episode. It I ripped think, me apart. I wouldn't say watch that one first. No. Watch that it's one not once you've decided that you like the show. Weirdly, it's not a good representation of no. Insight number nine, but it is, it does, sh- it's like Shearsmith and Peverton being like, oh, you think we can only do twists and dark shit? Well, Hell. let me show you what we can do. And it's yeah. like the most powerful drama I've potentially ever seen in half an hour. It's brilliant. It's oh, really quite good. excellent. But right, I think okay. speaking of powerful drama, I say yeah. let's move on to my two. Let's do it. So I'm making you watch historical drama again. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so I want to know what you made of Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers is a 2001 American war drama miniseries uh, based on the book by Stephen E. Ambrose, which I have now read as well. Um, it's executive produced by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks, following on from the success of Saving Private Ryan. Um, and it follows the story of Easy Company, a division of the 101st Airborne in the US Army during the American campaign of World War II. I know, really quite simple. Oh. And the reason I like the show so much is because with a lot of kind of war shows, it's very much kind of like, and guns, and guns, yeah. and lots of people dying. Where this, it's very much about the relationships between the various soldiers and you feel like they are kind of a cohesive unit. And that's interesting one thing that I didn't get reading the book. I think it's one thing that you really get because also it helps you have the visual because sometimes you're just like, I can't remember who this person is. And and then you just think, oh, it's this person. Oh, it's this person. Yeah. But also then the battle sequences I think are really well done and I want to know what you thought. I didn't see any of the battle sequences we should Mm -hmm. make clear because I only watched episode one I might watch the rest but it's actually quite hard to find online so Mm. depends Um, but I thought it was really good it was much, I was not really looking forward to watching it because you know when you're like oh I could watch all of these series or I could watch another thing about soldiers in World War 2 yay and I just feel like, this sounds awful, I just feel like we watch a lot of war drama Mm, Definitely. and you go over it a lot at school and like you know Mm. And I saw Dunkirk, and you, I feel a bit overwhelmed yes. with it all sometimes. But actually, this was good enough that I didn't mind. David Schwimmer is in yeah. this. He's amazing. I mean, I love him. Not just, not just him, great... there are so many kind of random people that pop up in this. A, mo- a lot of early career performances. So Simon Pegg is in this. I was wondering if that was Simon it Pegg. Is Simon Pegg. Michael Fassbender is in it. Okay. James McAvoy is in it. Tom Hardy's in it. Oh, and I have to watch it then. Uh, Damien Lewis plays the I main. I saw, yeah, Damien Lewis. He plays. Uh, uh, Dick Winters, who's the yeah. the main character, basically. Okay. Um, and there's Dick tons of people Winters. who just there's tons. Of, <laughs> that was Ivy Winters. That's a very Dick niche cross section of people who have watched Band of Brothers and season five of Drag Race. Ripple, I can help you out here. <laughs> um, and I think I think also because they get like a really high caliber of actors in, and it it just works because you. I think you the thing that. I was saying, you do feel the relationship between them. And the first episode, for context, is all of them training. Yeah, I think that's also why I liked it quite a lot, because yeah. I was not really ready to watch some battles. And this was really cool to see, like, how they went through training. I'd... Yeah. It was also weird, because I kind of imagine... You know, you imagine, like, in the World Wars, it's just, like, you just pack people off yeah. somewhere, and they don't do any training. So clearly this is, like, a specific... Like, special... It, they're the paratroopers, aren't yes, they? Yes, the paratroopers. So they've got, like, special training and stuff. But yeah, I did like it. I really liked... I just thought the whole relationship... David Schwimmer plays this, like, army captain mm. who is helping train them, and he's just an absolute dick. He's like, such he's an He's horrible, awesome. but they're doing really well as a result. Yeah. And then people are like, well, he's horrible, but he's a genius. And then you slowly realise that actually he's quite incompetent, mm. and he's kind of, like, taking out his own incompetence on other people by making them amazing. And it's about how the company deal with that and, like, how the leaders deal with that. It's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, interesting that you say that. We've got a friend that's in the army... Oh, yeah. And when they were doing sort of training exercises and sort of how to train exercises, they were shown those sequences were from the Brothers of being like, this is why you do this. This is what you don't do. It's oh why you God. don't do impressions of your officers. Whoa, I didn't know that. Because basically what happens is that um, to mess with David Schreiber, one of the soldiers does an impression of um, Colonel Sink, who's his higher up. And he gets very kind of flustered and confused and sort of cuts down a fence and lets loads of cows, this guy's cows out when they're in England training. But I think what it does show it's is... It's clever because you feel sorry for him at the yeah. same time as being like, this guy's a twat. But also then you're like, these people are going off to fight, so maybe he's got a lucky escape because now he won't have to fight. Yeah. It's just really interesting. I really like he, that bit. And I, I feel like he 
sort of instilled in them this kind of discipline, but also because they all went through him together, they all bonded much better. Yeah. And... Part of me, though, was annoyed when he... he spoiler, is not in it, I don't think, afterwards. Mm. He appears towards the end. He appears, but he's not, like, a central character. No. And part of me was like, well, maybe I don't want to watch anymore, because I found his character so interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to say that, because episode one, I think, most focuses on David Shepard's character. But yeah. then episode two focuses on David Lewis's, episode three focuses on Mark Warren's character... Uh, Who I haven't seen yet. <laughs> no. Um, then, kind of, then the episodes when they were at, like, the Battle of the Bulge, focus on, like, the medic. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. That's, that's what it's called! <gasps> I didn't know that was a battle. Yeah, because basically, so the Germans kind of encircled the American <laughs> army, they were just sort of in the middle. That's what it's called in the uh, Ardennes. I experience the Battle of the Bulge every day, am I right? Hey, hey. Not really something you should make a joke about, but never mind. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, this, this, I think those sequences, especially in this, episode six and seven, they're really cool because they're all in the snow and it's in this like yeah. forest, and the special effects are amazing. I think it's a similar thing that makes Christopher Nolan's films look so good is because it's a lot of practical effects. Right. And so episode one ends with them going to do D-Day. I s- whoa, okay. Yeah. Well, you've seen episode one. I didn't realise they were going to do D-Day. Yeah. But I thought it was the wrong date. No, 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 because they were going to, and then the weather was bad. I and see. And then, when you see them all on the planes, that's D-Day. Right, And then episode okay, two okay. is the D-Day landings. Right, okay, fine. It's, it then just does follow the platoon as they go through, and you do kind of form a relationship with these characters. Yeah. No, I'm keen to watch, I actually genuinely am keen to watch the rest. Mm. It was just hard to find. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things, because it was made by HBO. Yeah. It's one of the things that is just on HBO Go, whereas if you're in it's the really UK... really irritating. Put it on Netflix. Put, put it, it on, on iPlayer. Where is it? Yeah, because it's, it's, not, it's not like Rome that was a joint production. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It was an HBO thing. And this is an issue with living in the UK, is when things like HBO only things, it's really hard to find them. Yeah. I'm lucky because I've got them on DVD. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's a fun fact, this is when me and my dad, we used to be just the two of us in the house when I was still living at home, we would sit and watch this constantly. I, it's, it, it's not a very sort of, I don't That's know. not like what I would, okay. But it's, I think because we both really enjoy it and it's, it's just, it's very well done. Yeah, like, it's very well done. It's just not what I'd be like, ah, yeah. oh, comfort viewing. But well, actually it was really good. Yeah. It's, it's beautifully filmed. And it's a beautiful film. The music's incredible. Yeah. I think the music's really, really great. And yeah. I and I think I'm It's just, an all round good show. Yeah. I'm I'm yay, I'm just really happy you liked this. Uh, yeah, so am I. Um me, talking of great music. Hello Shakira. It's time for my film. <laughs> which is Zootropolis. Zootropolis, which is also known as Zootopia in some regions. Who knows why it's not called Zootopia here? It's a much cleverer name. Please explain if you do know. I think it's on Google. I might try and Google it later. But anyway, we're going to call it Zootropolis because that's what the UK decided to call it for unknown reasons to us. It came out in 2016 and it's a Disney film. It was directed by Byron Howard and Richmore, co-directed by Jared Bush. And it's about the unlikely partnership between a rabbit police officer and a red fox con artist. And they're uncovering criminal conspiracy involving the disappearance of predators. And it's like set in a world where all the animals live together and they have like... They live in a city and like the countryside and all of that kind of stuff. So animals are humans basically, but there are predators and there are prey, and both are dealt with differently depending on what they are. Hashtag like racism allegory. Racism allegory. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I yeah, I enjoyed this film. I thought it was it's 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 kind of I think with modern Disney, I found it quite hit and miss. Like I never got the hype about Frozen, but I enjoyed Moana. Oh, I enjoyed Frozen. I I just I didn't. I thought it was kind of meh. I really enjoyed it when I saw it. But I can't get. I saw it really before the it. hype, mm. so you know. I saw it much after the hype. No. Um, I also don't. I'm not a fan of the live action trend that they're doing at the moment. Oh, just I hate the live action ones. Why can't you come up with any new stories? Stop. I'm so sorry. Just do some animation. There's literally read Hans Christian Andersen, read the Grimm Brothers. There are so many stories you could dramatize. Yeah. Or just do some more historical ones. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. Um, couple of things for me that. I'm going to see it's interesting to mention the music when introducing it because I really didn't like Shakira's song in this. How can you not? Like so Shakira plays a gazelle called Gazelle. Yeah, obviously. But she's like a pop star in it. She's yeah. basically Shakira as a gazelle. Yeah, and I just, I thought 
in the great pantheon of Shakira songs, this is no wherever, whenever, this is no hip, It's called lie. Try Everything. And then I just felt like... The, the second point is a spoiler, so I'm not... No, don't spoil I'm anything. Not gonna, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's, there's, a, there's one other thing that just slightly sugars it down for me regarding um, the vice mayor. But this is the thing is I can't say it without spoiling it. Yeah, okay, okay. So I, I don't, I don't, tell, I do tell think, me about it after the show. Because <laughs> I do think that the rest of this film is great. And we, like, there was a lot of kind of people going around, this is one of the best films of the year when it came out. I, it was one of the best films of the year. I, I agree, would say. it's a great film. It's I'm up like, there with like, well, it's not as good as Paddington, but it's up there with like a great film that I would be happy to show children that yeah. I've had in the future. I mean, I would, I would put it up, up there with kind of the Disney animated greats. I yeah. think it's it's definitely worthy of being up there. With oh my god, the sloths, the sloths, the sloths are, are hilarious. They work at, in the bank, and you ask them for money. You've probably seen the trailer, and they're like, "Oh, this does not work in an audio okay. medium." It's like Dory doing the whale voice, yeah, Finding Nemo. But in a person's face. It's great. I love it. I love it. And, and also, um, the the nudist yaks, I think, was really oh, I funny. About him. And then there's and the thing is there it's a lot of visual humour. It yeah. really reminds me of like Ardman and the Simpsons. So you kinda of don't want to ignore the background because there's lots of little jokes in there. Yeah. And the, and it is very funny, and I think also the voice cast are great. And the I voice cast are perfect. I, I want to briefly talk, slash talk entirely now about Idris Elba as the Water Buffalo police chief. Because, oh my god, can Idris Elba just voice over everything because he has such a sexy voice? Also, controversial opinion, not that good an actor, so voice acting is really his forte. It's, it's... I've never seen The Wire though, so maybe he's amazing. I have seen The Wire, he's very good in The Wire. Okay, fair play, I'll take it back. I mean, I, think, I haven't seen much of Luther though, so I can't... I've seen all of Luther, and it's like, you, you're like, Idris Elba is amazing! And then after a bit you're like, hmm, or is he just striding around in a big coat, shouting at people? Back to the Zootropolis Topia yeah. thing. Um, I think also like it's it's a really good kind of buddy cop caper. Yeah. The relationship between the fox and the bunny is really good. Yeah. And I And the bunny is a woman, but she's like the best in her class. Yeah. And the fox is a man, but secretly has a heart of gold and is sensitive. Breaking down all those stereotypes. Woo! Um, I'm just sort of looking at my notes. I think the tone of it is really good. It knows when to play into the comedy and when not to play into the comedy. Yeah. Um I, I like the animation style. I think it's animation's it, lovely. It it doesn't have the kind of thing that everyone's really cute or everyone's really like kind of stylized. It's sort of the characters that need to be stylized. So I think Shakira's gazelle is a really good yeah. example of a very stylized kind of pop star character. But then the bunnies just look like bunnies. Yeah, they're not like deliberately made to look like they know when to make it a caricature of something and when to just be like, okay, yeah, it's just an animal. Um, and I just think that. It, it does kind of delve in a lot deeper than you expect a kids film to do. Yeah, 100%. And I think that it, that really is one of its strengths. And I think it's interesting comparing it to the Disney film that came, I think, I don't know if it's out of similar time or the one that was before it, which was Moana. Oh, I don't know what the timing was on that. I, th I think it was Moana, the, one, the, the animated ones that came before it. Yeah. Because I think it definitely, it had that kind of, critique that Moana had but just took it even further because Moana had that critique of like the Disney princess archetype that Frozen I think didn't do as well as Moana did. I think yeah. the interactions between her and Maui and Moana I think are the best bits. Yeah I, I think potentially Frozen does more for the idea of like female friendship yes. in many ways in terms but, of like mm. in Moana yet again like it's the central princess but basically as in, I know at the ending there's yeah. like this female friendship moment, but... Well, because I don't, I don't think Moana's as much about female friendship. No, I know. Because obviously just... the, cent the central relationship is a friendship between Maui and Moana. Yeah, but it's so classic. Yeah. And it, it was classic in Frozen and, as well, but it's usually a princess and then her buddy sidekick is a boy. They yeah. never make the buddy sidekick a girl. No. You never have that. There's never like a cute snowman or something that's a girl. Can you think of one? True. I find that really annoying. It's just irritating. Have a boy. I don't even mind having a prince the centre of the story and then have the like fun psychic be a girl. Or we could just do two girls. Revolutionary. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Shout out to I, Disney. Make it happen. I think. I think with with Zootropolis, Topia, Tropolis, Topia. Um, I just think there are so many kind of moments and then like noticing, for example, that J.K. Simmons was in that. I was like, you have a great <laughs> voice as well, J.K. Simmons. Um, he plays the lion there. Yeah. And. 
there are lots of like little kind of references and things that you don't expect it to go. Like, I did not expect naturism to be in a Disney film. You wouldn't, would you? Um, and the I think the best moment, my favourite moment, I love the sloths, but my favourite moment is the Godfather parody in it. Oh, I forgot. I haven't seen The Godfather though, so I probably wouldn't Well, understand. neither have I, but oh, I right. have Wait, absorbed enough about the goth the, the bit with a rat. Oh, yeah, okay, I vaguely remember the rat. And like... I just, it was so well done and so kind of perfectly placed throughout the whole thing and that the, an earlier event had payoff in that sequence. I just went, yes, this is my favourite moment of the film. I love this lot. I think the sloths are hilarious, but that Godfather parody was like, yes, yeah. you have completely sold me on the film now, and I would definitely recommend it to people with a couple of reservations. But other than that, I oh think my god, it's... I would never. As in, I get what. As in, yeah, I don't disagree with your reservations, but I would never have reservations recommending it. To oh no, no, hundred percent. I'd say def if someone said to me, should I watch Zootopia? Yes, yeah, hundred percent should movie. watch this film. It's a great movie. Um, and I think also it's a good one if. Kind of, you have a group of friends and you're not sure, like, everyone's got different tastes. Yeah, it's I think Travel is quite a good way to go. Yeah, I mean, I would also say, kind of, you mentioned Paddington, I think Paddington's oh. a great choice for that sort of oh. thing. Yeah, but some people, like, some people didn't read Paddington when they were younger. I, I didn't feel. read Paddington when I was younger. And you still like it? I, oh. I mean, I think Paddington 2 is one of the best it's one of the best movies ever created. I think I'm, I'm putting it out there, one of the best sequels ever as well. Oh my god, yeah. Up there with Toy Story 2. Uh, yeah, up there with Toy Story 2. Up there with The Two yeah. Towers. Oh, yeah. Which, obviously, you haven't seen Lord of the Rings. I um, actually think I have seen that one. I've seen the first Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The extended edition. It's the only way to watch Lord of the Rings. You have to watch the extended I edition. I don't think so. Yes. Shout out to Harry and Lavin for making me watch that at three in the morning. Thank you to Lavin for letting me watch when we watched it on his birthday. And I was doing my dissertation on it, so I took notes. I had a deadline of these to me. Okay, move on to your film. Move on to my film. Okay, this is a classic, this film. I think there's no doubt that when you think blockbuster, you think Jaws, you think Star Wars, and you think Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark is from 1981, and it is a classic action-adventure film directed by Steven Spielberg, starring young Harrison Ford as the archaeologist Indiana Jones as he tries to rescue the Ark of the Covenant. I don't really feel like I need to explain the plot of this film because it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's one of those films that I feel like even if you haven't seen it you still kind of know what it's about. Um, and this is one of those, similar with you and Inside Number 9, if you didn't like this I don't think we can be friends anymore. Well, pause for dramatic effect. That was very good. Yay! <laughs> Yay, we can still be friends. But I do have some thoughts about it. Of course. Which I noted down. Yes, I'm a real podcaster. <laughs> I love how every time you make notes, like, I make notes, and I make notes every week. Yeah, but my notes are hilarious. Why Actually, your notes then? are quite hilarious. Yeah. Um, they aren't that helpful, looking back. I've got, from the beginning, don't know how you know the movie, I'm assuming well. Very well. Guy in the brightly coloured bubble hat screaming is a mood. Yes. I don't know if you remember him, yes. but where did he go? Yeah. He so, appears for literally one second. I'm just going to take you through. That is so, I feel that. You're yeah. like, I've got my bubble hat on, I'm in a brightly coloured mood, and then you see something, you're like, nah! And then you run away. Agreed with that. Indiana Jones then came in. I said, gosh, very handsome. Uh, pause for a moment. Young Harrison Ford is so attractive. He's so attractive. Not, not Han Solo Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones Harrison yeah, Ford. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, why is he manhandling people? Have some patience, Indy. He constantly, he throughout the film, someone will just be innocently standing there or like panicking because there's a massive snake and he'll just shove them to the side. I don't like that. Just tell people where you need them to go, Indy. Yeah. Constantly. Anyway, I liked him though. I was already in. Um, <laughs> I also liked, I put, I like how he looks like a shitty magician when he was trying <laughs> to swap the sand for the idol thing. Oh, yeah. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> So yeah, that was entertaining. It's like Aladdin. Yeah. Is this where Aladdin came this, from? Yeah, yeah. This Aladdin is very clearly references right to the Lost Ark. Massively. I put the Rock. Yay! Not Dwayne Johnson, but the literal Rock A that's literal, famous. That was exciting the to ro see. The Rolling Boulder is one of those I feel like yeah. cultural touchstones. Yeah, that was good. Lesson one: Don't trust foreigners. Is what I got from this movie. Yeah. yeah. Literally every evil person is foreign. Yeah. No, Salah yes. isn't. 
Salah isn't. Who? Um, his friend when they go to Cairo. Yeah, he's foreign and he's good, but all the evil people are foreign. There's yes. no evil person who's American. True. At all. Hashtag evil laughter. Because then I've never seen such amazing evil laughter. I don't know if you remember that as well, but yeah, very yeah. early in the beginning, this guy's like... <laughs> yeah, very that. Entertaining. Reggie Hart. Oh, we love Reggie. I liked Reggie and I wanted him in more of the film and I was quite disappointed he didn't come back again. Um, oh my God, Eyelids Girl. Yes. Unexpected. I, Never referenced girl. again. Odd. Well, this this is the thing is I've, I so there are obviously more Joe Jones films. Eyelids Girl, I think, comes back in the third one. <gasps> Does she? Yes, because the second one is a prequel to Raise the Lost Ark. Temple of Doom happens before Raise the Lost Ark. Right. And then the third one happens after Raise the Lost Ark. Right. So it's his girlfriend. So I'm rustling. So I'm getting more chocolate. It's his girlfriend. Um, in this one, does she come back? Marion, yes, she comes back and kills him with the crystal skull, which no one should ever watch because it is a garbage oh, film. That original one. Yeah, I've seen that one. That was Marion. Oh, okay. Yeah, I. Uh, of the Crystal Skull is so bad. I enjoyed it, even it. though it has possibly my favorite actress in it, which is Kate Blanchett. I love Kate Blanchett, but no, this film is terrible. I still enjoyed watching it. I just got was hilarious. Rogue Nazi element, lovely. Mm. That's what I've noted down. <laughs> Unexpected again. Mm. When was it set? Nineteen thirty what? Six, I think. And then this is bollocks. I'm so sorry, but the Americans, I know that they didn't like the Nazis, but they did not even enter the war until, what, 1944? Yeah. But, I but somehow, ten years earlier, mm. when people actually were going, well, maybe the Nazis have the right idea in many Western countries. Yeah. The Americans are like, no! We must stop them now. I think I think the thing is you have to think bollocks. about the culture that this film is coming in. Is it is sort of there's a lot of films that are looking back. So similar to like I think I mentioned cycles of nostalgia earlier in one of mm -hmm. the episodes where we said like at the moment we're going through kind of like eighties and nineties nostalgia because yeah. it's twenty and thirty years. And if you think nineties one, you've kind of got then got the 50, 50 and forty year cycle mm -hmm. nostalgia to World War Two. So you get then also like go back to the 50s there's lots of films coming out that are about kind of fighting the commies Arrgh! and then lots yeah, of films yeah. that are like fighting the Nazis yeah. so I mean no you... I do understand why yeah. I just thought it was amusing that America were like yeah we actually defeated the Nazis like 10 years before the war even happened yeah um, I hate that he stops Marion fighting that was really annoying mm. he was the cause of a lot of trouble in this because yeah. he didn't trust her to fight on her own Now it's never really referenced people in these films are terrible kissers yes and I've noted this in a lot of 80s or like whatever films yeah yeah all of them can kiss normally when it's just someone kissing their forehead and as soon as they get their lips on another person's lips, their heads go mental. Yeah. It's like two nodding dogs. <laughs> I hate it. It really yeah. disturbs me. So that disturbed. But I mean, I'm glad they got together. Spoiler. How are the natives... I didn't know what to call them. It's a horrible term. But how are the natives such poor shots? Oh, in the opening sequence. He's in a massive helicopter and they're yeah. all firing at him and no one even touches him. Nothing. Well, I mean, it's Stormtrooper syndrome in Star Wars because the Stormtroopers can't yes. get anything yes. in Star okay, Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I like the bit where they have like a mini Western. Yeah. And then I put, this fight is very Home Alone-like because he touches something that's too hot and then has to go out and bury himself in the snow. Yeah. And I thought, that just reminded me of Home Alone. Amusing. Wasn't sure if that was intentional. Um, I think Home Alone is referencing Race the Lost Ark. Well, it was great. Um, this is very Westerners abroad in many points, I thought. Yeah. But fine. She uses kisses as payment. Wow. What bit was this again? Marion, at the very end, to his, like, sidekick. Not the very end, but they're just about to get on oh, the boat. Oh, yes, yes, his yes, sidekick. Yes. And then she's like, here's one for this, and one for your children. And that, those are both cheeks. And then one for you. And then it's on his lips. And I was like, oh. man has children. Mm. What are you doing, Marion? I know. I'm not up for that. She is a very difficult character for me. Mm. I love her, but I also hate her in every way. Yeah, I, I feel very similarly about Marion, I'm not gonna lie. But to be honest, I am not watching this film for Marion. I am watching this film for Indiana Jones. Yeah, okay, fair enough. She was very melodramatic as well. Oh, God, yeah. just flinging I mean, if, things. If, if you think she's Shouting. bad, the, the, oh. the, the indie girl in the Temple of Doom, the second one, is even worse. Oh. God. Temple of Doom is stupid, but I love it. And Last Crusade has a really good final act, but it takes a bit long to get to the final act. Right. That's why I say to people, like, watch Raiders. It's perfect. Okay. Um, I lolled at the coat hanger. Yes. Very funny. Unexpected, because the film hadn't, like, 
not really intentionally had loads of humour up until that. Mm. It felt like. And then he basically looks like he's going to flog her with some sort of like torture instrument. And then it turns out to just be a coat hanger that he's going to hang his coat on. Yeah. Those bloody Nazis. Their little coat hangers. Um, I liked his sidekick that Marianne kissed. Yes. I like how he was like Ron in Harry Potter and was just basically being like, bloody hell. Is that Snakes. Salah? Oh no. Yeah, Salah. Yeah. He's, and I think I think that's the thing. Just, so just snakes. Because like, why does it always have to be snakes? Yeah, it was like Ron being like, yeah, oh, yeah. like Ron with spiders. Yeah, and then I put, what a weird, gross ending. Oh yeah, but also kind of amazing. Yeah, I loved it, but weird and gross. So I, I kind of do just we, spoil do it. It's fine. This it's the thing. Like, in yeah. the films from nineteen eighty-one, if you haven't seen this film already, one, what are you doing? Two, go just, and watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Take your headphones out. So, okay, carry on. So, the ending is the Nazis get the Ark of the Covenant. And Yay! they then decide they are going to open it. Because they're idiots. Despite the fact that all the hieroglyphs that Indiana has pointed out throughout the film say, do not open this thing because otherwise you will go all melty. And what do they do? They open it and they tie Marion and Indiana and Indy to a stake. Conveniently far away. Yes. And then Indy's like, don't look, close your eyes. And they look away from it. They open it and then they all like melt and explode. They all being all the Nazis. All the Nazis. And it, and then the Ark of the Covenant then closes again and it's like, never touching this again. And then it gets put in this random warehouse at the end of the film. Just kind of hidden away. Just to somewhere. be like, it's somewhere out there. Who Someone knows? could die soon. But, we but I, I think also it's, it's just one of those kind of really like classic endings for sort of villains. Because I do think the villain in this is really great. He is very kind of menacing, the one yeah. the one who does the coat hanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very menacing, he's very kind of slimy and creepy, but it it just works so well. And the thing with this film, this film is so much fun to watch. It's yeah, a great it was good romp. Fun. I was because you were gonna say I think this film did you watch it with anyone George? No, by I ended up watching it by myself, but I wish I had watched it with someone. It's, it's I'd watch it again with someone yeah, actually. I would love to go and see this in in concert with a live orchestra because Yeah, the mu- I've heard the music is always the good. music. The theme music to Indiana Jones and all of the music throughout the film. Do 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 do. It is amazing. It is John Williams's best score. Fight me, Star Wars nerds. I have two music degrees that tell me I can say that. Oh, do you listen to classic FM movie music Mondays ever? No. Oh my god, I feel like such an old person, but it's amazing. Best thing ever to do if you're in like a car with someone, whatever, turn on classic FM, movie music Mondays. They only play movie music for the whole day, and then the game is to guess which movie it's from every single time. Love it. I won last time, I was very pleased with myself. But yeah, they play like John Williams. I think think that the director's great, it's directed by Steven Spielberg, he knows how to make a blockbuster. And it's and it's kind of one of those classic films you imagine sort of if I was I was sort of twelve thirteen in the eighties I was getting a bucket of popcorn going to see that film it would have blown my mind ah uh, yeah and I especially watched... the ending oh yeah because again special effects practical effects they're like yes the rock does look a bit like a ball of polystyrene love it anyway though but it's an amazing sequence and it's a kind of it's a classic sequence. That one that they've parodied since, and uh, Indy grabbing the hat when it's thrown, the door is closing. Yeah. It it's such a fun ride, and it's a film that I have I watched as a kid. I watched so many times as a kid. It's one of my mum and my sister and my dad's favorite films. Aww. We all love this film, and whenever it's on, it's like, oh, we'll sit there and watch it. It doesn't matter how far through the film it is, we'll just put it on and watch it. Yeah, because you already know where you are. I know we are, and I just think it's it's a film. The, it means a lot to me as a person, just because I love it and it's got a lot of nostalgia attached to it. But also just because it's excellent. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah, I was terrified you were going to hate this. Uh, <laughs> and also, not too many action sequences. Yes. Like the action sequences. I feel like very in modern films, the desire to make films longer means these action sequences go for fucking hours, yeah. and you're like, I get it. You're all fighting. Because yeah. how long is like Raised the Lost What it's about two hours max. Uh, it's not even that long. It's Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's like an hour and three quarters or something. Yeah, it clips along. Yeah, it's nice and quick. It's nice and quick, and it just, it's such a fun ride from start Also, to like, people get put in baskets and run away. They yeah. do the classic, like, Western gag of, like, oh, no, we're in, like, Asia, and everyone's wearing, like, stuff on their heads, so that's how we're going to disguise ourselves. Yeah. Some of the elements have maybe not they do it in well. Sex and the City 2 as well you know it's but fine it's, it's even more egregious than Sex and the City 2 oh God, what a film what a film oh god anyway 
<laughs> I think I think let's 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 move on to let's go. Let's go on the doors. Let's go on the doors because it is petit jouet. We are talking about in thick French. So what? inside number nine. Inside number nine is my favorite trivia show of all time. Of all time. All time. I can't keep this. <laughs> I give it a ten. Oui. Ouais. Ouais. I have given inside number nine a nine. A nine. A nine. Por qué? Por qué? Okay, I'm going to stop. I don't know any no. French, so no. I can only use Spanish. Uh, pourquoi? Pourquoi? Um, because I think for me, just the more gimmicky episodes, I didn't like it when I could guess the twist as much, and the gimmicky episodes made okay. me guess the twist much more. Okay. That's the only reason it's losing points, because everything else in it is excellent. I love it. Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. I gave it a 9.5. I gave it a 9. Yeah. Pretty high. Pretty for high. Me. Yes. And I think also pretty high for you considering it's historical drama as well. Oh god, yeah. And there are no women in it. And there are no women in it. But also, but I can enjoy stuff that there's this, no women in. Because there's like, there's no point having women in this no. one. It's not about women. And it's yeah, that's the thing. It's about it's a specifically male experience. Yeah, and that's that's the thing where we have a conversation. And then Zootopia. Zootopia Tropolis. I gave it a nine because it's one of those films yeah. that like if it's on TV, I'll always watch it. Mm. There's never anything about it that I'm like, oh god, this is terrible. Right. Ah. Yeah, I gave it an eight point five. Um, for music reasons and for the reason that I can't tell you because it's a massive spoiler. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh. Uh, 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 uh. No. That's not even the song. No. Um, and the Raise of the Lost Ark, I gave it a 10. I can't give it anything like that. Of course you gave it a 10. It's wonderful. Uh, I gave it an 8.5 because it's not, it's really not my kind of genre of no. film but I did really enjoy myself. No. But I have a feeling that there is going to be some shake up in the leaderboard. Dun, dun, dun. Mostly at the top. Well, that's good. So it? if we go to TV at the leaderboard, nothing has dethroned the West Wing from number one. Can I ask, if you hadn't watched the rest of Inside Number Nine, as in the other three episodes, yes. would you still have given it a nine or would you have given it a ten? I would have probably given it 9.5. Because I feel like you should change it then because well, this no, is based on the first episode. Because the thing is, is I feel like I've watched now more of it and I don't think, because I think I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed Line of Duty. Right. And what, that one episode? That one episode, I enjoyed it as much fine. as I enjoyed okay, Line of Duty, so that's fine. why I've given it that score, because I both gave both of them Fine, lines. okay. I was going to say, because otherwise it's unfair if you're watching no, other no, no, episodes no, no, no. and then changing, but No, fine. no, 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 no. I, th I feel like, based on that that first episode, and equally the same with Line of Duty, it's a nine. Fine. Um, so, leaderboard, West Wing still our top TV with a perfect score, Inside Number Nine is our second TV show now, Wee. with 19, and then Line of Duty is in third place, just edging out Band of Brothers at the fourth place. To be fair, that is such a great yeah. job. But also, we have a new number one film, oh, which is Race of the Lost Ark. Oh, I kind of hate that, but also... Point yeah, five. That's ahead. outrageous that is above <laughs> Ladybird, but fine. I See, I think, I think for me, I enjoy Race of the Lost Ark much more than I enjoyed Ladybird. I just think Lady Bird's a better film, but I I, think, I, I, I totally accept Lady that. Bird I just think Lady Bird is like says so much about people and humanity yeah. and like relationships and of young Harrison Ford. Um, oh, Lady Bird is Lord the second, and then Children of Men is our third film, with Zootropolis being our fourth film. Yay, so all good. four things this week placed inside the top four of the leaderboard. Yay! I think that's that's proved why these things are great. Prestige. Uh, as it must be obvious the bottom of the leaderboard has not changed yeah. not even worth reading out not even out. right next, next week, week. Oh. so i think uh you like taika waititi and specifically the film what we do in the shadows yeah i love what we do in the shadows hilarious hilarious so tv wise i want you to watch the first episode of the what we do in the shadows tv show oh, i'm so dreading this I, I think I think I it's... love the film. I don't understand why they've remade it as a TV show. I, honestly, I didn't, honestly. and I've 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 enjoyed the TV show. Is Matt Berry in it? Yes, Matt Berry is. I in do it. like him. He is just... it American? Yes, but Ugh. so is the. I mean, it's it's not. The film American, is not American. American. Well, it's it's set in America, but it's not American. Okay. It still has the because it still I think is produced by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, who did yeah. the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the film. But part of the reason I like the first one is because they're all in. Is it Australia or New Zealand? New Zealand. They're all in New Zealand yeah. and it's so innocuous. Do you know what I mean? Just because you never are like, oh, vampires, probably yeah. in New Zealand. It's just funnier because they all, and they're like, here's Simon. And he's like, hi, I'm best friends. And you're like, what's going on? I, I don't know, I find the accent funny. Yeah. But okay, fine. And then for your TV. Um, I'm picking episodes because it's just a really good comedy that I think 
it's weird it's not underrated but it's not it's kind of people forgotten about it I think. yeah and I feel like it got lots of hype from some people but it was never like a massive hit that everyone mm. was watching and I feel like it deserved more and it's got Tamsin Greg in it and it's got um what is his name? I love him. Stephen Mangan. Stephen Mangan. What a great guy. Yeah. And also Matt, Matt LeBlanc, LeBlanc from Friends, who plays himself, but like yeah. an over-the-top version of himself. And it's just very funny. Mm. Uh, for film, I'm giving you this film because no one else I know has seen this and I want to talk about it with someone. It's called The Little Hours. It right. stars Alison Brie, Kate Micucci, Aubrey Plaza, Nick Offerman. That sounds good. Um, and it is loosely based on the second book of uh, The Decameron which is in a medieval tome thing. Don't worry, it's nothing like that. Um, it is, it's just a really weird film and I want someone to talk about it with. You might hate this film. I okay. enjoyed it because of its weirdness. Okay. Um, I think also just because I also really like Aubrey Plaza. So it's not a film it. I should make someone else watch with me speculatively. I don't know. It might just be. It might be an interesting discussion point because I just I, okay. I want to talk about this film with someone. Okay, 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 okay. Um, right. I have chosen. Isn't it romantic? Which I don't know if you'll like, but it's a rom com which is spoofing rom coms. Okay. So I thought maybe you'd enjoy that a bit more. It's got um, Rebel Wilson as the mm -hmm. main character. It's got Priyanka Chopra in it and Chris Hemsworth, who I think is actually just a great comedic actor who doesn't really yeah. get seen that much as comedic, but he's no. very funny. Because he's he, he can be very funny. I think he's very funny in Thor, and especially was, in The Ragnarok. Yeah, and I actually watched the all-female version of Ghostbusters, and though, although I didn't really enjoy it that mm. much, he was very good at it. Okay. As well, yeah, he was very funny in it. It's okay. like this dumb blonde, basically. Um, and it's about a girl, Rebel Wilson, whose mum is Jennifer Saunders doing a dodgy Australian accent, which oh. is already great. And um, she's like, I hate romantic comedies they're the worst of the worst and then she falls over and hits her head and then she wakes up and she's in a romantic comedy oh, no. and it's funny because like she goes home and she's like 999 all of my clothes are gone and my clothes look amazing and my apartment has got massive and i've got a dog now and i've got loads of shoes and they're like let me get this straight so like your life is much better now why are you calling 999 <laughs> and like she keeps trying to have sex with people and every time she's about to have sex it cuts to the next morning that's because she's in a rom-com. And she yeah. can't swear because people keep, like, beeping lorries just as she's swearing. So it's kind of similar to The it's Good Place. It's a bit like place. The Good Place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm interested. It was one that I saw the trailer for. I thought, I might like this. It also might go over my head because I haven't seen that many rom-coms. I also might hate it. I don't... I don't... I don't... I don't think it's a great film. Okay. But it's got, like, some funny jokes in it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm intrigued. So thank you for this week's Prestige Week. Prestige! Uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we're on Twitter at Don't Make Me Watch. You can find us on Instagram at Please Don't Make Me Watch. Uh, you can email us at Please Don't Make Me Watch at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, podcast apps, Google, um, Play. Google Play. Where are we? Podbean. Podbean. Purveyors of fine podcastry everywhere. All over the place. And it's Please Don't Make Me Watch. Yeah. Don't add an extra word on the end. No. Because you'll find someone else's podcast. Not this fine. Fine thing. Fine, fine thing. Right, have a lovely week. Have See a lovely you. week. Bye. Bye.